series which is organized by Buddhist Missionary Society Malaysia BMSM News Session with Venerable Nyaninda. We'll start off today's session with requesting for three refuges and five precepts, then followed by meditation session. After meditation would be sharing and Q&A. For information, we'll record and submit the minutes that you have accumulated during the group meditation session later to the million minutes of Meta and Mindfulness website. Just some gentle, gentle reminder, please use your actual name in the Zoom room and you are encouraged to on the video throughout the session. Without further ado, let us invite Brother Hao to request for the three refuges and five precepts from Bhante Nyanita. Please Tadiyampi Ahambante Ti Saranena Saha Pancha Silam Damanyachami Anugaham Katwa Silam Deta Mepante Yamaham Wadami Tam Wadeta Mapante Namo Tasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Tasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddhang Saranang Gachami Buddhang Saranang Gachami Dhammang Saranang Gachami Dhammang Saranang Gachami Sanggang Saranang Gachami Sangkang saranang gacchami Dutiyampi buddhang saranang gacchami Dutiyampi buddhang saranang gacchami Dutiyampi dhammang saranang gacchami Dutiyampi dhammang saranang gacchami Dutiyampi sanggang saranang gacchami Dutiyampi sanggang saranang gacchami Patiyampi buddhang saranang gacchami Tatiyampi buddhang saranang gacchami Tatiyampi dhammang saranang gacchami Tatiyampi dhammang saranang gacchami Tatiyampi sanggang saranang gacchami Tatiyampi sanggang saranang gacchami Tisaranena gamanang paripunang Amabande Panatipata veramani sikapadang samadhyami Panatipata veramani sikambadang samadhyami Adinadana veramani sikapadang samadhyami Adinadana veramani sikambadang samadhyami Kamesu michachara veramani sikapadang samadhyami Kamesu michachara veramani sikambadang samadhyami Musa wada veramani sikapadang samadhyami Musa wada veramani sikambadang samadhyami 
สุรามรายามาจาพมาดัตานาเวรมานีสิกาปาดังสมาดิยามีสุรามีรายามาจาพมาดัตานาเวรมานีสิกาปาดังสมาดิยามีอิดาเมสิลังอาสวะขยาวหังโอตูอิดาเมสิลังอาสวะขยาวหังโอตูอิดาเมสิลังนิบานาสาปัจยโยโอตูอิดาเมสิลังนิบานาสาปัจยโยโอตูที่สารเนนาสาหาปัญชาสิลังดามังสาดุขังกัตตัวปมาเดนาสัมปาเดตาอมาปันเตสาดุสาดุสาดุโอเค Before we begin the uh, meditation, again I, I want to emphasize the aim. The aim of uh, Buddhist meditation, only one aim that's awakening to the reality or enlightenment or nibbana, or another way you can say to liberate from the limited self that we are lost in. Okay, so um, I'm using sharing with you various methods. Basically, for us to not get lost in our thoughts, when you get lost in the thoughts, then you are dragged by the deluded eye. So, a lot of the techniques I share with you, like feeling the bodies, getting in touch with your natural happiness, is so that we don't get lost in our thoughts. Okay, but I want to emphasize that you don't have to stop thoughts. Every thought, when it arises, it ceases by itself. It's only that we keep producing second thought, third thought, and so on. Once you are aware, then you don't have to continue producing second, third, fourth, fifth thought. Okay, so you don't need any effort actually to stop the thoughts, but you have to be aware that you're lost in thoughts. And now, all the sessions, I will end with the techniques of looking back. Okay, but before I start, I want to make sure you are. Familiar with this technique? It's a very simple technique where you just aware of yourself. Okay. Normally, when we look in front, we are aware of what's happening in front of us. This technique is when you close your eyes, you just aware of yourself. But if you find it difficulty, if only you find it difficulty, you can try to aware of a point at the back of your head. Okay. When you're doing this technique, if your mind calms down. Then you can ask a question of who am I, or who is sitting, who is meditating. The asking of this question, I have to emphasize, is not to find an answer, as in not I am Nyaninda or I am Five Aggregates. Is to create doubt on the I that we are so sure that there is a Nyaninda here. That's the first thing. Second, also is to search back for our Luminous mind, which is beyond this um, limited self. Okay, so uh, look look at my hand. Let's say this is the original luminous mind. It's covered with defilement. So now what we are doing is we are trying to look, put our attention back, and using the asking the question, "Who am I?" to break through this defilement and touch base back with the luminous mind. Okay. Any questions on this technique? Very simple technique, but I just want to make sure you are aware. Okay, if no questions, we will start with the feeling the body. So just um, totally relax the body. 
If you want, you can take a deep breath to totally bring your attention to the body or just drop all your thinking to the body. When you feel your body, you'll be out of your thoughts already. Feel the, any sensations in the body. Don't think about the feeling, just really feel, as in feel the body, any sensations in the body. You can feel the solidity of the body like a mountain or the heaviness of the body, the weight of the body on the chair or cushion that you're sitting on. Or just any sensations on the body without labeling, without judgment, by just staying with the raw feelings. And the feelings could be tingling sensation, hot sensation, warm sensation, cooling sensation, tight, tense, sharp, hard, moist, dry, numbness, any sensation at all. Don't need to judge or label it, just aware. Just allow the sensation to be without suppressing it, without indulging it, getting lost in it, without running away, without trying to change it. If it changed by itself, the sensation is okay. Be whatever, be with whatever sensation that arises in the body, whether pleasant or unpleasant. Just totally relax into the body. You can feel the whole body as a whole or any parts of the body. This will help us ground ourselves. If there's any thoughts, don't have to stop the thoughts. As long as you don't pay attention to the thoughts, the thoughts will arise and cease by itself. We don't have to do anything with the thoughts. Any sensations that you can feel in the body that you are aware, just be with it.
Okay, we'll move to the next one, aware of the feeling, emotions, as in. Try to keep the back straight so that we can be more alert, but more but in a comfortable and a position. Be at ease, but keep the back straight. If any of you had um, drowsiness, you can tilt your head up, up. But if too many, too much thoughts, you can tilt your head down a little bit. Put your attention on the heart, just aware of whatever emotions that arise in the heart. Again, don't suppress any emotion, just be with whatever emotion that arise. Don't indulge in it. Don't get lost in the stories. Don't run away from it. And no need to change it because emotions are impermanent. They arise and pass away immediately. Whatever emotions that arise in the heart, don't judge, don't label it. Be with the emotions. As we stay with the emotions, layer of layer of emotions will open up. If it doesn't, it's okay. Be patient. Stay with the emotions. Emotions are impermanent. It will keep changing. If you don't feel any emotions, that's okay. That's a type of emotion. Now we try to reconnect with our natural innate happiness. Try to remember back the, our, the happiness we have when we were a kid or a child. The happy without reason, the carefree, innocence, trusting, playful, non-judgmental, childlike behavior that we have when we were young. If you can't recall, you can think of babies or children that you have met, or even recall the time when you are walking in the forest or along the beach, but don't get lost in the story. Just capture that emotion of being carefree, non-judgmental, happy without reason. Just appreciate this basic well-being, the calm and quiet and peace inside us. 
we connect with it little by little. Allow this peaceful, calm energy to flow up from the heart to the chest, the shoulders, hands, to the neck, up to the head, down to the abdomen, to the thighs, the knees, the legs. Wishing each and every cell in the body to reconnect to its natural innate happiness, peace and calm. Wishing each cell in the body to be well, happy, healthy, strong, comfortable. Continue to allow this energy to flow out to all our loved ones, family members, relatives, friends, wishing each and every one of them to reconnect with their childlike happiness, happy without reason, the peace and calm, wishing each and every one of them to be well, happy, comfortable, strong, healthy. Continue to expand our attention to include all humans, regardless of nationality, religion, race, our neighbors, people that we meet at work, at the market, supermarket, people that take care of our electricity, water, our rubbish, wishing each and every human to be well, happy, to reconnect with their natural happiness and calm, to reconnect with their childlike happiness. Continue to expand our attention to include all beings, all animals, 
all unseen beings, all Dharma protectors, guardian deities, wishing each and every one of them to reconnect to their innate natural peace and calm, to be well, healthy, happy and strong. May all beings be well and happy. Next, we will do sound meditation. Very simple, just be aware of whatever sound that comes through our ears. Without labeling, without judgment, without having any opinion. Just aware of any sound coming and going at the background. Okay, we'll move to smell the same, just aware of any smell that goes to the nostril. If there are any thoughts, just don't pay attention to them. Just continue to be aware with whatever smell that comes through the nostril. Next, aware of space. Can aware of be aware of space between thoughts or space around your body. 
or space inside your body like your mouth space has infinite possibilities everything in your room exists because there is space Being aware of space will help us to be comfortable with unknown and comfortable with infinite possibilities. Can either aware of space between thoughts, space around your body, space inside your body. Okay, next we will do the, we will end with this looking back, aware of yourself. Just put your attention on yourself. If you have difficulty, you can try to put your attention on the point at the back of your head. But if you don't need to, just pay attention on yourself. And when the mind calms down, you can introduce the question of who am I? You will sit in this meditation for five minutes. Just aware of yourself. Not any particular part of the body. Just aware of yourself as a whole.
just aware of your whole body. You can be aware of your body, can slowly open the eyes. Okay, any questions or sharing on the meditation? Um, you can either unmute yourself and uh, speak or you can type in the chat. I'm especially keen to uh, understand how you do on the aware looking back method. Because I find this method very useful for myself and hope it can help you all very quickly to to not to withdraw from all wandering thoughts. When you withdraw all wandering thoughts, immediately you have this calmness of mind. And also this technique will help us go closer towards the uh, luminous, the primordial luminous mind. Any questions or sharing that you have anyone on this matter or any other methods that I've been sharing with you all. Any questions or sharing? If not, at any time along the way, if you think of some questions to ask or something you want to share um, on the meditation part, please unmute yourself or you can type in the chat. Okay, someone uh, Bante, the smell awareness is no smell, just breath only. Is that okay? Yeah, no smell is the type of smell. It's okay. Especially for some people, my, my smell is not, uh, my smell faculty is not so strong. I can't really uh, smell that well. So it's okay. It's basically to, to get our mind settled to be present. All this will help our mind settle to be present. Um, the last method is more help us to not just present, but to, to bring our mind back to its, uh, to its natural luminous mind state. Okay, any other questions or sharing? Thank you, Bhante, for this session. Um, okay, let me read. Thank you, Bhante, for this session. I would like to ask Bhante's opinion whereby some vipassana meditation teacher mentioned that if one wants to progress further in vipassana meditation, there must be a mix of methods, including walking meditation. May I know Bhante's opinion on these things? Um, I want to stress that a lot of people, when they call vipassana meditation, might not be really the vipassana meditation that Buddha intended. Okay. The word vipassana actually is insight. And insight means what? Insight into anicca, dukkha, anatta. Into, there is uh, impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, and non-self. So to me, any cultivation of mind, and again, meditation is not just sitting still. Any cultivation of mind that develops insight into the nature of life, impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, and non-self, and also that we don't experience the world, we experience our thinking of the world. All these 
insight into all this is vipassana. Okay, vipassana doesn't mean sitting, just sitting still. It's, it's, a, it's a training of the mind to develop insight. So, of course, insight can happen while you're walking, while you're sitting, and so on. And of course, cultivation of the mind, you cannot divide it into when I'm in meditation hall, then I cultivate my mind. In daily time, I don't know. Cultivation of mind has to be done all the time. But it's not as difficult as you think. Like, for example, I keep having this, using this title, Awareness of Dharma in Daily Drama. Because in your daily drama, you can see the Dharma and that's cultivating Vipassana. Like, for example, when you're angry, you can see that the anger comes from thoughts, not from outside people, not from what people say and do. That's Vipassana. That's because you have an insight into the reality of life. Any insight into the reality of life, that's Vipassana. And of course, if you could apply it all the time, that's good. You, you can't separate you know, this um, spiritual life and my worldly life. It's, it's in, entangled together. And it's very fun and interesting if you can try to see the Dharma in your daily life. Then at least it's practical, not just in, in your sitting cushion only. Okay, <coughs> good question. Any other question on this? Um, Bhante, for looking at oneself meditation, do we have to visualize ourselves smiling, etc. when while using this method? Good question. Um, no. Visualize yourself smiling. That one is uh, metta. When we are doing the reconnect with your natural innate self, that one you, you can visualize yourself smiling. But for this looking back at yourself, no, you are just aware of yourself. Don't visualize, don't fix on any part of the body, just aware of yourself, that's all. So good question. Um, I want to touch uh, on this uh, reconnect with your, with your natural love. That one is very important to me because if you can't reconnect back with your innate natural love, which all of us have when we were born, then we will look for love, look for happiness outside. And also a bit, I find that for only for myself, I, I'm not sure whether it applies for everyone that if you don't have this natural love, very, a bit difficult for our mind to calm down. You can, but not so easy. But if you have this natural love, natural uh, peace inside you, easier for your mind to, uh, to calm down. So this will help us, the, the reconnecting with the natural love. Um, so, so you have something to say? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, yes. Good evening, Bante. How are you? Good, good. Good, good to hear. Uh, Bante, I'm a little bit, um, I won't say confused. This week is, uh, I just want to share what's in my uh, mind. Okay. Uh, and, and kind of check to see, you know, how can I cross over that, that fear. So um, this week, I was uh, attending a parenting and teens uh, summit. And okay. there's a lot of uh, good speakers was brought to share, you know, whether from the science perspective, from self-compassion perspective, and from technology perspective. What really, like, 
scare me a lot that I do not know was how much the social media um, really influence you know teenager and adolescent even people that is uh, in the college and that caused a lot of like suicidal and depression and things like that we have to face as a parent that has teen or even you know the adult uh, adult you know they consider they adult but they are in the transition of being really adult you know from even uh, in the college and starting to work uh, you know in that 20s and i couldn't help to say yes you know knowing that i practicing mindfulness knowing that i can get myself to some calmness when i meditate to just um know that this may be the fear is just a thought but that i couldn't help to realize that yes maybe it's a thought that I, you know I, I if i i keep thinking about well you know how would that affect my my children and how you know would they have the suicidal uh, intention or do they have depression and all these things right all these facts is given but they are the reality they are the really reality they have to face and and you of course we we know you know we cannot control too much of their behavior in terms of you know how they use the you can control up to you know certain stage because they share like how you can you know a few tips of you know how you can ask them to put their phone away before they go to sleep and a few tips like that but eventually to me that's the reality and it kind of you know freaked me out because it's like okay i don't want to think about it do i suppress my thought or if things just come i was just accept it because that's the consequence they have to take with the right choices they might take in in this technology world that's one thing right so i i don't know um but after you know after that scary thought um of course then i also learned i have to have self compassion to just accepted it not so much of you know thinking this is not exist it shouldn't be my thought uh accept that thought but uh be a little bit of self compassion to have to tell myself i have to be calm and not reactive to navigate through those challenges when it comes to you know trying to uh tell my kids not to use so much phone and, and things like that i'm not sure it makes sense um uh, it, it's just yeah. i'm at that time that i i'm a little bit uh Uh, it, it makes sense. Okay, I'll I'll talk about this. Um, we worrying about something is not going to help. Okay, but telling ourselves it's all thoughts. It's also not going to help because that's another thought. If you keep telling yourself, "Oh, it's just thoughts," you know, uh, I shouldn't get lost in thoughts. That's extra thoughts. It's like um, uh, I share that sometimes Buddhists they get angry at themselves getting angry. You get upset for yourselves getting upset. The key thing to me is there are three. I think three things which I keep sharing. Okay, in in what you say, first is you have to see that all your worry and all that. All your things that 
I'm worried, let's say my children will get into trouble and all that. It's your imagination. It's not the reality. Okay. But that doesn't mean that your, your children will not be brainwashed by the social media. They will be. But your worry is not going to help. So first, you've got to see that your thoughts create your worry feelings and all that. And you don't have to, what I call, you don't have to slap yourself. This is the first part you have to see. Second part, you have to see that reality is, you have to accept reality. Like if it's raining, you cannot say, I don't want to know that it's raining. It's still raining. It's like now there's COVID-19, you cannot say, I, I don't want to know that there's COVID-19. I close my eyes. There is still COVID-19, whether you close your eyes or not. Like uh, I was giving a talk to the, to the uh, teenagers last week. Their main concern is the, uh, the government school in Malaysia have delayed the school program by three months. So everything get haywire or the education plans. And I told them, that's the reality. You cannot say, you know, I don't want to accept now, you know, the government basically in a sense, you can say, you know, their thinking is the government screw them up, but it's not going to help whatever you think. The reality is the program is delayed. The reality now is all the human, not just teenagers are brainwashed by social media. We have to accept the reality. Once we accept the reality, then we know what to do. What next? Next maybe is to, um, when it's appropriate time, to, to let our teenagers, our children know that they are being brainwashed by the world. Okay, not by lecturing them, but by sharing them as a friend. And I feel that um, sharing them to principle that I keep sharing with you is very useful for them. One is they already have whatever innate intelligence, innate wisdom for them, not to be pulled by the to social media. They have that in them if they're not lost in their thoughts. Second is what they experience are their thoughts. They don't experience the, the reality out there. When they're worried, it's because they're worried thoughts. When they are angry, because they have angry thoughts. Just these two, I think, will help our future generation goes a long way by just knowing these two. And of course, accepting reality will, will help us. Um, the other thing we got to bear in mind for Buddhists is every single thing that happens to us is due to cause and condition. There is no luck or, or, or coincidental thing. So let's say, for example, um, you walk down the street and, and someone robbed you, for example. It's because of some past cause and condition. So you, you cannot, not talking not, if you blame the world, blame everything, it's not going to help because that's the reality at that moment. So if you can have this um, attitude that every single thing happens to me because of cause, cause and conditions I did in the past, either this life or past life, then I don't know how to explain it. Then you have this uh, freedom as in, I feel that is you have this freedom because you are able to accept whatever that's thrown to you. You don't blame anyone anymore. 
you have this freedom because you can accept whatever is thrown to you. Once you can accept, I always say that when you can accept whatever is happening now, then you can change what is yet to happen. You can create what is yet to happen. So acceptance to me is, is a very powerful thing. We think acceptance is, ah, I give up. No, acceptance is, okay, now everyone is being brainwashed. What can I do to help people who are being brainwashed? Your innate intelligence will kick in once you can accept this is the current situation. By not accepting it, closing your eyes, it's not going to help. Or by worrying, it's not going to help. Does that... Um, did you see anything in there, Sok? Yes, Bante. Um, thank you very much. You know, um, that, that's really helpful. Really appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's just not teen. And uh, I used to be a, a teacher for the uh, teen uh, group at my temple uh, in Houston. And uh, yeah, just trying to learn. At, at, at that time, it was not as seems like difficult as trying to handle my own team, trying, you know, as things go, the technology goes so fast uh, from five years ago or three, four or five years ago until now, uh, it really make a difference that we also have to learn about their fear and what they have to uh, face. Good morning. And, uh, you know, now nowadays to be also at their side, as you say, and, uh, your, your tips of, you know, not to worry uh, because you worry, you know, come bring you to that thoughts. And, and yeah, at certain point, um, I can do that, uh, yeah. you know, kind of naturally. To, to, to me, is um, you have to explore that your worry come from your worry thoughts. Mm -hmm. this, this is not just for you, for everyone, because we think our worry comes from the reality out there. You, you get what I mean? Yes. Naturally, yes, I we That's think, why I, I was stuck. Yeah, yeah you're stuck because... Yeah, because you, out you, there you, seems so real. Yeah, yeah, because you think that my wor I'm worrying because of um, something that's happening out there. But your worry comes from your thinking of something is happening out there. You, you, there's a difference. Yeah. If, as long as you can't see this, you cannot tell yourself don't believe in the thoughts because your thoughts is real. You become... You get what I mean? Yeah, but the, the, the brainwash of the social media out there is real. I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah it's real. Right? It, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, you yeah, have that, to face every day. Just like raining is real. Yeah, yeah, raining is real, but your worry about the rain is going to, uh, let's say it's raining now, okay? You're thinking that, oh, rain sucks because now I can't go out to picnic and all that. That's not real. You get what I mean? That I can agree. Yeah, that, that I can agree. Yes. Yeah, so now children are being brainwashed. That's real. Okay, but you're thinking that... Um, my, maybe my, you know, my teenagers is going to suffer or they, are, they, are, they won't be able to tell the difference and all that. That's your creation, those thinking. It might become a reality. I'm not saying that don't plan to make sure that this don't happen, but I'm saying that your worry comes from already you are drawing conclusion that this will happen, this will happen. 
Mm. Yeah, someone says conceptual reality versus ultimate reality. No, not, not until that stand. That's too hard, too deep. I'm just saying that, um, um, yeah, what's, what's happening out there and your thinking of what's happening out there is two different things. It looks very similar. So you got to explore. See, that's why I keep mm. asking people to be aware to explore. My aware doesn't mean that I'm very mindful and all that. My, my aware is the exploration. To keep seeing that all our feelings, all our emotions comes from our thinking. Not from the reality out there. Their reality can be maybe as a catalyst, but the, the all, all without exception, all our feelings, all our emotions come from our thinking. If you can see that, then um, you will have less problems with the, with the worry. And the second thing is maybe a bit difficult, which is what I share is every single thing that happens is due to cause and conditions, or you can call karma. But I wouldn't, sometimes I don't like to use the word karma because people would think it's a curse. It's not. So let's say, for example, um, uh, your teenager, for some reason, is being brainwashed by the social media to do something that's harmful to them. It doesn't happen without a cause and condition. It happens because he or she must have done something in the past lives. If you can accept that, then very fast we'll be able to do what needs to be done. I'm not sure whether you, you get that. Because only for, I must admit only, although Buddhism always talk about uh, karma, I must admit only a few weeks ago, I suddenly, I suddenly resonate with this idea. And I felt that I'm uh, liberated. Liberated as in not totally enlightened, but liberated as in liberated from this um, trap of not accepting reality. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Bante. I, I did, uh, as I said, um, only when you go too far of, you know, what you know about the fact, like maybe I go too far of imagining, you know, more than what it needs to. And instead of accepting that, you know, this is what's happening. And, it, you know, if it happens, then I have to deal with it, you know, but it's not happening yet. You know, it's yeah, just yeah. like you, 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 you worry too much. And yeah, correct. Just like, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy to, to say, you know, sometimes someday trigger you, right? But it, it, because then it's like, oh man, this information is so scary. And, you know, maybe it's just me or all the parents, you know, will have no, that it's feeling everyone. as well. Yeah, but you know, I, I think also now that you say that you know, learn to accept it, uh, but not kind of like you know, adding more salt and pepper on it and uh, not to you know, yeah. blame it, you know, uh, and it is, it is, this is the, the society, especially you know, the current society, whether it's Western or Eastern, Eastern is catching up as well. Uh, yeah, it's the same. And, and as you say, then you kind of uh, accept it and. You know, uh, if things didn't go uh, that, you know, what you expected, and then you can say, oh, then you, you can kind of use the, the cause and condition, uh, I guess, concept that, you, you know, we learn in Buddhism, uh, like what is in the uh, dependent origination, um, to really investigate, I would say. And, and then it will really uh, free you 
from from that worry. Is that what you? Yeah, yeah. It will free you because one of our worries because the major worry is things don't happen the way we want, right? Because, like for example, we worry that our teenagers, our children, maybe they're influenced to do something bad. That means it have something that we don't want, or things that we want doesn't happen. Okay, that's because you think you control the universe, but you don't control mm -hmm. karma. You don't control cause and condition. You can do your best, but things can be come totally come out totally different and. That come out totally different. You have to be responsible because everything is that I don't know how to say. Everything that happens around us is actually a reflection of our mind, as in it's created by us either through our deeds in the past or deeds in the now. Mm. When you can somehow yep. accept this fact, then we are free, as in you don't have. Things must be this way or must be that way. When things happen totally different from what you expect, you can accept it because it deals to various cause and condition. Once you can accept, then you can do what is needed to deal with the situation. It's very powerful. Yes, thank you so yeah. much, Frankie. Yeah. Uh, so there are two things that you said you share with the team. Uh, can you repeat it just real quick? Uh, on you know. To, I, I remember one thing you say is, you know, make sure that they are... Well, I will let you repeat that. Two things okay. that this, at least you I, can share. I like this too because uh, this is uh, one of the... Uh, they call themselves transcendental coach in um, America um, who teaches this, that you don't experience the reality, you experience your thinking of reality. And he says that when his daughter grew up, and about to leave home. Now he's actually 60 or his daughter is, he got grandchildren already. He just remind his daughter, he says, you know, I just want you to know two things and that will transform your life. You just remember these two things, your, your life will be much happier. You will be able to face a lot of obstacles. One is every single person, every one of us have this innate mental health, innate wisdom, innate peace in us. We don't have to look for love and happiness outside. It's inside us. That's the first thing, first dharma. Second thing is we don't experience what's out there. We experience our thinking of what's happening out there. Just these two, it will definitely transform our life. If we got to, but we've got to keep exploring these two. Got it. Thank you so much again. Okay. Appreciate you. Okay. Uh, okay, I want to uh, someone in the chat says um, Bante following my okay, Bante following my first question, some vipassana meditation teachers mentioned that when doing sitting meditation, one must endure any pain that arises and try not to shift one's posture in order to appreciate Anicca Dukkha Anatta. What is Bante's opinion on this? Okay. Uh, when you use the word in order to appreciate Anichanakanata, it sounds very sarcastic. <laughs> no. Um, actually, it has its benefit when you when pain arises. If there's pain or numbness or uncomfortable feeling arises when you are doing sitting meditation, 
if you keep moving, you are not training the mind. You are, you are, you are being dragged by your, your habit, your, 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 your past habit of keep being restless. Okay? When you are able to watch whatever sensation, you will be able to see actually it's impermanent. It's amazing actually. If you can be with whatever sensation, you don't label it as pain. You can be with whatever sensation there is. You will see that it arise and pass away, arise and pass away. And after a while, it doesn't affect you anymore. It's like it's not really there anymore. And it's very amazing because I, that's why I keep inviting you all to explore, not, not by forcing yourself. Your mind must be calm enough to see this. That's why when, it's, when you're too painful and you're struggling and you're fighting, then forget it. Then you move your, your, your legs. It has to be in a calm state of mind. You have to push yourself up to a certain extent. Okay? But not until you are, you are so, have phobia until you don't want to see anymore. That doesn't work. There are people who force themselves until there are so much phobia that they don't want to walk into a meditation hall anymore. That, that's the wrong attitude. You must have this, I always call this passion to explore because this is your life. Explore that. If you don't labor that sensation, it becomes very different, your relationship with that sensation. I keep asking you, inviting you to explore that when there is a sensation in the body, it's very different between my body is very painful. Maybe it's, my leg is going to break. Or there is a sharp feeling, sensation on the body. Very different. That's why I keep ex asking you to, to explore. That's why thoughts create our world. Very powerful. This is the, one of the principles that I share with uh, Sok just now. That you are experiencing your thoughts, not the body also. Okay, so um, regarding how much you can endure the pain, it depends on your mind. So if you can use it as insight, yes, very powerful. Okay, next. Um, Bante, when you use cause and condition and not cause and effect. Oh, when I say cause and condition, cause and condition for the effect to arise. That's why I use cause and condition. Let's say now COVID, is the effect. They are cause and conditions that causes this COVID-19 to, 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 to come out. Okay. Uh, sounds like soap has been brainwashed by the speakers in the workshop to be worried. It's all a thought. Uh, yeah, in a sense, maybe, you know, all of us are being brainwashed one way or another. Unfortunately, this is one interesting thing uh, that me and my brother have a discussion sometime way back years ago that every time we listen to other people saying, and we, we can't shut our ears, okay? Everywhere we go, we listen, you know, sometimes we happen to ear droves and all that. You are being brainwashed all the time. So um, we ha just have to know that all our ideas come from uh, people around us. Um, Brother, yeah, whatever happened, happened due to cause and condition. Whatever happened now may be due to a past or current cause and condition. So what happened is not as important as what our attitude is towards what's happened to us. Yes, 
our attitude towards what happened, our reaction is the important. Let's say if our something happened to our children or our children do something bad, our reaction that's important. If you get if you lost in the blaming and worry and uh, uh, getting upset, you are not solving the problem and you are creating new cause and condition. I keep stressing this, you are creating new karma. You haven't even solved the old debt, the old karma, and you're creating new karma and it becomes infinite. It never hit me. This is a very simple Buddhist, um, Buddhist uh, law about karma, but only recently when I was listening to a, a, a Chan, Chan meditation, Chan, Zen meditation teacher that it hits me that every time we cannot accept what's happening to us, we are actually creating new karma and we haven't even finished this step. So when you think about that, you will immediately be able to accept. But I keep stressing that accept doesn't mean that it's give up and not do anything. Accept means that you make peace with what's happening now and you do what needs to be done. Because you can make peace, you can accept, you are much more efficient to do what needs to be done at this moment. Okay. Um, okay. Now, Sorry, but I think there's a one question. Uh, I missed. Uh, okay. The second earlier, uh, the second. Can you please read? I missed. Uh, oh, uh, Bante, sometimes emotion too strong. What can we do? Oh, okay, okay, good. I missed that question. Um, okay. If you can, okay, when you have very strong emotions, few things you can do, okay? The best way is to try to see where the emotions come from. Let's say anger comes from angry thoughts. Sadness comes from sad thoughts. Upset from upset thoughts. When you can see this, immediately you can see that you are creating your own emotion. And I keep saying that then you see that you are slapping yourself. That's the best way to see. To, when you see this, you won't continue. You don't have to stop the emotion because you are the one who created it. I call this when you... There's two ways to stop the car. Either you press the brake or don't press the accelerator. When you can see that you are the one who keep pressing accelerator, you can stop pressing the accelerator, then the emotion will stop. So, but this one need to explore, especially, um, especially when you are not familiar when you first started. Okay. I, okay. Uh, her reply is, or his reply, I see it, but it continue like drama. I saw it. Okay. When you, when you really see it, you, you, won't, you won't continue the emotion. You've got to keep seeing it, keep exploring, okay? But there are other ways to deal with it if, if the emotion is too strong and your wisdom not sharp enough to see this, is to use other emotion. When you are angry, you try to, um, try to do some loving kindness. When you are sad, try to look at kids and all that to reconnect with the natural happiness in us and so on. Okay, they, 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 you do the opposite emotion to, to get out from it. But this is not a long-term solution. Long-term solution is to keep exploring that you are the one who create 
the emotion. When you can keep seeing that you are the one who created the emotion, then you won't continue creating it. That's what I call, when you see you are slapping yourself, you won't continue slapping yourself. If you do continue slapping yourself, it's okay because you know you are the one who created it and you can stop anytime you want. Okay? So please try to explore this. Okay. One thing um, today I want, I hope you all can explore is um, what I call the, the method I, I uh, the method I share with you of looking back into yourself um, is a way to liberate from this limited self. That one you can do in daily life also. With your eyes open, you can also bring your attention back or you can put your attention at the back of your head and try to see the world, try to experience the world. That way you have a bird's eye view and you are not reacting so fast because you are pulling your attention back first, then only you interact with the world. You have less judgment, less labeling, and so on. So that is a, a direct way to help in liberation. But they ask what we call skillful liberation, skillful way for liberation. But in any case, our aim is for liberation, liberate from this trap of a I. So one way for skillful liberation is sometimes we can contemplate on this I. Okay, and I've mentioned before, actually, all our problems comes from I, like my, my children, my, my teenagers, or my face is lost, my reputation, my body, and so on. And the problem is the eye don't exist, as in there's no solid permanent eye. So one way that we can do is sometimes we can contemplate on who is this eye? Is it the role that I play? Is I the mother or the father? Not really, because you know you are not always a father or mother. Sometimes you are a son or a daughter. Sometimes you are a sister or a brother. So that's not really you, okay? Am I this body? If you say yes, then which part is you? The head, the hand, the legs? If you say it's the hand, then if one part of your hand is gone, I, I, you don't exist anymore, you still exist. So which part is you? Are you the, your feeling? But your feeling keeps changes. Sometimes you are happy, sometimes you are sad. So which one is you, the happy or the sad one? Is your history, your past, you? It cannot be because you, know, you keep changing. Your future you will be different from the past you. And is your, like, your favorite sports team you? No. Because sometimes your favorite sports team can change also. Is your thoughts you? No, if it's really you, you can control the thoughts. But you know, all of us realize that sometimes we are dragged by the thoughts. We can't control our worry thoughts and so on. If it's really, you know, we own the thoughts, we should be able to control the thoughts. If we really own the emotion, we should be able to be able to laugh, to be able to cry anytime we want. But we don't have full control. So it's good to contemplate, you know, which one is I? Our job is I. When we contemplate this way, we will break, help to break this 
attachment or this um, delusion that there is a permanent individual non-changing I. So one way is to uh, uh, contemplate on this. And the Buddha did uh, ask in Anatta Lakana Sutta, the second Sutta that the Buddha taught is that ask, is the body permanent or impermanent? And uh, the monk says impermanent. If is what is impermanent, that means you, you can't control it. Is it satisfact satisfactory or non-satisfactory? Non-satisfactory. Then if what is, is what is impermanent and non-satisfactory, can you call it a self, something that you can control? No. Same. Then Buddha asked again for feeling, for mental perception, mental formation, and consciousness. That's the five aggregates. We are formed from five aggregates. And all these five aggregates, they are impermanent. They are unsatisfying because you can't, because they, they keep changing. So it's not something for you to hold on as well as unsatisfactory. And there's no self because it's not permanent. It keeps changing. There's nothing that you can hold and say, this is you. So it's something useful for us to contemplate. Then we won't um, believe in our thoughts so much, believe holding on to our thoughts, holding to ourselves so much. And that's, that's the problem because all our problems come from the eye and this eye don't really exist. Okay? When you contemplate further, I give you a clue, you will realize that there is something that will you can use to define the, the I, as in not the limited I, the presence, okay? You are always pre present, not, not at, whether you're in the future or past, you always just have this presence of knowing. This presence of knowing is a characteristic of us beyond this limited self. And there is also another characteristic where the beyond judgment self like now we can experience the world you can hear me talking that without adding any judgment or labeling that's another characteristic of of our luminous mind our luminous mind has two characteristics only one it has this presence awareness presence and another one it has this in in Mahayana, they call it emptiness because it has no addition of label, addition of judgment. Actually, when we add label or judgment into things like good, bad, and all that, we are limiting our experience of the world. If you don't have judgment, actually, we experience the world much better. You try when you experience sunset or sunrise without the extra thought, wow, very beautiful, it's like this, I need to capture it you experience much better without all those thoughts. When we have these thoughts, wow, very nice. I need to capture it. You, you are limiting your experience already. The experience is much more broader, much more wider perspective. And you don't get trapped in a very narrow uh, world. So um, try to, try to um, contemplate. One way is to contemplate about uh, the identity I. That's a, a, a one way of skillful liberation. You can say that's also another way of insight to develop insight that there's no, no um, fixed I. Okay. Um, yeah. Any questions on this contemplation of the I?
Hi, good evening, Bante. Yeah. This is yeah. Mani here. Lee. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I I put my, my real name, uh, my okay. English name, Mani. Okay. I'm actually Lee Mani, M-A-H-N-G-E-E. -E. Okay. All right. Just want to share, yeah, you you, you keep on uh, no, uh, letting us know the, the, the I, but I always have this, um, the I, you know, the role that we play as a married lady, you know, in the, in the 60s, retired. Of course, last time, even more roles as a, as a lecturer, you know, as a mom, now as a grandmother, you know, as a wife. And now uh, I'm, I'm yeah, trying to contribute more to the Buddhist society. So most probably uh, as a, hopefully one day, maybe a Dharma Dutta speakers on, or involved in some Sunday schools, you know, uh, to, to be in charge. I, I'm, I'm thinking of all these various roles. You know, when you meditate, of course, you are at your present self. You no, know, you are at yourself. So, so that I, that so-called I is there. But sometimes when you are in your daily drama, you call that in your daily drama, you find sometimes it's quite difficult in a sense that, uh, for example, you say you want to be a good wife, but sometimes there are arguments, you know, just uh, after uh, some short while, you know, the arguments come and all that. Of course, you, you are aware of it and then you calm down. But at the same time also, you have to make, the husband realized that uh, there are certain certain things that you cannot see eye to eye. You know, I, I, I'm trying to say that every day you are facing this type of uh, the so-called roles, identity, the identical identity in you. Sometimes it's quite difficult. I find it sometimes quite difficult. And then and then you realize, oh yeah. Then when your when, when your children come back, and then when your sons come back, you are the mother role. And of course, uh, you have seen my granddaughter. Yeah, and then when your granddaughter comes back, you are the grandmother role. So as a lay person, sometimes we are involved in all these so many roles. You, you, you find, there are, there are times that you are a bit difficult. Yeah, in then sense, you can but, see that there's no, yeah. th then you can see that there's many eyes. There's not just one permanent eye. Am I yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see that yeah. there's no like which one is you? Are you the grandmother or the mother or the wife? There's no fixed you. It's a different type. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's called it. It's illusory eye. Mm -hmm. It's like a rainbow. It's there, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not really there. Mm -mm. But we hold it as something solid. Mm, I'm, I'm not trying to hold it solid, but I'm trying to say that sometimes the, the eye, you know, you... you at different times, it, 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 sometimes, sometimes there are conflict. At different times, you know that you are doing multiple roles. But when you are in meditation or when you are doing, you, you, you realize that you, you are the, your own self in this sense. But at the same time, you also don't, don't number yourself as I. You know, you know I'm, I'm trying to, to say that sometimes it's a bit like a bit difficult and confusing. But at the same time, at the same time, you know that. Yeah, you are trying to say that all these are illusory I. Yeah, illusory. And actually, it's created by your thoughts. Mm -hmm. In the sense, when you are in front of your granddaughter, you suddenly become the grandmother. But yeah. where did the grandmother come from? <laughs> but, but it's like, sometimes you say it's innate, you know. 
you innate in the sense that you know when your granddaughter come back, you that that innate of of doting grandmother on a on a granddaughter. Yeah, it's it comes. Just, from, it's just uh, like yeah. It comes from your thoughts also. If you can explore and see. It. All right. Yeah. More important is to see. To me, easier to see. Uh, this one may be a bit difficult. The doctor doting on you, but that one doesn't create that much problem. Uh, more important to see. I say, if you quarrel with your husband, mm. to see that I, I'm more interested on the negative because uh, easier for us to see in the negative. When you quarrel with your husband, can you see that it's not because of what he said or does? It's because of what you think he said or does. Yeah. I know, I know. You're trying to say your thought, your reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, but I'm not saying that. Let's say, um, I don't know. Let's say he hits you. Okay, which doesn't happen. Okay. No, no, no. I'm no. not saying that. Allow him to continue to hit you. I'm saying that your your emotion of even let's say he hits you, your emotion of getting upset, angry with him comes from your thinking of what he did. You try to explore this. I'm saying, mm-hmm. once we can explore this, and also we can accept whatever is happening, then we can be very wise to do what need to be done. Yeah, we might be able. I know sometimes we need to say something. Sometimes we need to point out something. Sometimes we might not need to, and so on. And then, I don't know. To me, it's a uh, then life becomes very interesting. Interesting as in when you apply Dharma in daily life and you see its effect, you become very passionate to try to apply more Dharma and learn more Dharma in daily life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always very interested in that because to me, Dharma is not just sit on the cushion only. Dharma is, can you... Uh, and I, I feel correctly because I was uh, listening to a, 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 a Chan Zhong meditation master. He says that if you, you think you are, you are practicing very well, but from the time you practice until now, let's say if your relationship with other people never improve, then you fail. You fail. Even if you can sit 10 hours, non, very quiet, not, not moving, but your relationship all terrible with people, then you fail. The Dharma is for us to, to be able to put into practice every day. Yeah. So I'm very keen for people to, you know, to see, uh, and it's easier to see for, for, uh, for negative things. Yeah? For, for positive things, it's also created by our thoughts, but a bit harder for us to, to see. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, for you to explore. Uh, dharma in, in that this different role to see that the role keep changing so there's no fixed eye mm. I'm not saying that there's no eye there's an illusory eye that keep changing from grandmother to wife to mother and so on then we don't hold on to there is a, a permanent self oh, yeah. yeah that's a good one you say you yeah. don't hold on to permanent yeah, self yeah Try to explore, yeah. I'm not saying that there's no, no self at all. I'm not saying there's nothing. It's like a rainbow. You can't say there's nothing there. But you can't say there's something because you, know, you can't take it home and keep. But very strangely, rainbow, we know we won't take it home and keep. 
but our granddaughters, our daughters and all that, we, take, we want to hold it and make it you know, never changing. And the husband and all the same. If you can see your husband, your wife, your granddaughter and daughter as a rainbow, we can appreciate and enjoy them and not hold on to them. So I, I like the, the, the analogy of rainbow. If you can live in our life, treating everything as a rainbow, actually we can enjoy life. But unfortunately in life, every time everything we like, we will hold on to it. We don't want it to change. You can't hold on to a rainbow and enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good you. for now. Yeah. Uh, Satima. Hi, good evening, Bante. Yeah. And, uh, regarding the acceptance that Bante mentioned just now, uh, um, actually, I, I have learned from a friend, learned from her a precious learning for me um, just two days ago. Um, actually, she just uh, recovered from, from anxiety. And actually, three, three months ago, she got COVID. And even though she had recovered from COVID, however, unfortunately, she, she actually developed anxiety. So she keeps crying for no reason, days and nights, and couldn't eat, could not uh, sleep, and could not pay attention to, to her daily work um, until she, she got to stop from, from her work. And then, uh, of course, she, she went for psycho and medicine until until one day she she met her one of her relatives also recovered from depression or I mean she has that relative actually has gone through the um, depression for more than suffering for more than 10 years okay. and the relation uh, the relative actually um, advised my friends that mm, when we come to uh, this type of um, of things right then uh, we we have to accept it and just be with it it comes and it goes so my friends actually took the advice and practice on this she is not Buddhist actually she just um friends um, around then when she uh, do this for a certain time and I'm very glad that she, she told me actually two days before she told me that before that uh, she actually suffered it for days and nights and keep crying and crying and until now uh, she, she take this method when the emotion arose she know and she know oh that the emotion come and she she accept it just be with that uh, she, maybe she should go for a relax or go and walk and now when the things come it goes away maybe after one one hour and she did not take medicine for more than three weeks already and now she she seems like begin with a new life in Avante. she was so appreciate for everything that normal thing in her life and she could go back to to her work now and furthermore is she is more compassion, compassionate for people around her who are suffering from on this emotional problem because she really think like she was walking in, in their shoes uh, feeling what they feel now. So um, for me, it was maybe it's like 
not not a big deal, but for me, it's really a wow learning moment, and it really helped me the the power of acceptance and just live with the from from uh, the reality that we are having. Yeah, that's my share. Thank you. Thanks, Satima. Actually, yeah, acceptance is very powerful. Yeah. If you can accept the reality, then only we can face the reality and do what needs to be done. Okay, there's two more questions. I just want to finish by answering this. Um, so is, it, is that helpful just to see as a process and not take our perception of I personally or seriously as an intermediate stage? Um, yeah, you can do that as a process. Uh, not take it as seriously. Actually, if you don't take things seriously, that's one way to, to, to not get lost in our deluded way, uh, understanding of the world. Um, last question, Ling. Wouldn't it illusory mind same with multiple face masks like poker face? Um, no, it, you have to see that the, when you see it's illusory, the self is illusory, then you won't hold on to the self. It's like rainbow. You won't try to bring the rainbow home and keep it in your house. You can appreciate the rainbow, but you won't hold on to it. Um, yeah, it, it has this, when you understand the eye is not a permanent fixed eye, then you solve a lot of problems because which eye are you trying to protect? When you say someone spoil your reputation, which, which eye, which reputation? And when you're planning for the future, your future eye might not like what you're planning for now. I'm not saying don't plan, but we plan so definitely that this is what I want in the future. But in the future, it's a totally different you. So something for us to consider and contemplate. Okay, I think we will end here. But before I share merits, they want to make a few announcements. First, Bing Sing and uh, Zi Zhen, you want to make announcement? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zi Zhen can open the slide. Slide. Uh, sorry, Zi Zhen. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, so this is. So, uh, okay. Yes, sir. So uh, we are having this Vesak Day offering, uh, BMSM Buddhist Dhamma Dutta Malaysia Putra Jaya. So uh, it's 108 per light in stupa and 10 per LED light in meditation hall. So, okay, then we have this. Oh, okay. Then we have this uh, Dhamma sharing. It's uh, by Brother Lao Kai Kong. Topic is a, a recollection of the Buddha's virtue on the 4th of May, uh, 8.15 p.m. And then uh, we're actually looking for those uh, novership uh, that have joined a uh, late shift, uh, a novership program, uh, and also Bhante Mahinda, those are uh, from 1976 to 2008. Uh. So uh, if you know any of them, please uh, ask them to fill up this, this form because uh, we try to keep in touch with them. And the next one is, uh, so yeah. we're having a yoga class uh, tentatively is end of May, 
to be confirmed lah the date. That's all. Okay, that's all. Okay, we'll share merits. Before we share merits, I'll thank all those people who do the sharing and asking questions. It helps when, when you ask questions and sharing to, to get the points across. Okay, we'll share merits with all the devas, dharma protectors, guardian deities, share merits with all sentient beings, share merits with all family members, relative friends, especially departed family members, relative friends and chesters. May aspiration always with the wise, avoid the foolish, be free from great hatred, delusion. And then again, share merits with all beings, wishing all beings an equal share of merits. Etawata chamehi sampadang punya sampadang sabe dewa numodantu sabe sampati sitia. Etawata chamehi sampadang punya sampadang sabe buta numodantu sabe sampati sitia. Etawata chamehi sampadang punya sampadang. Sabe sata numodantu sabe sampati sitia. Damenya tinang hotu sukita hontunya tayo. Damenya tinang hotu sukita hontunya tayo. Damenya tinang hotu sukita hontunya tayo. Dame punyang asawa kaya wahang hotu. Dame punyang nibana sapacayo hotu. Mama punya bagang sabe sata nang pajema. Te sabe me samam punya bagang labantu sadu 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 sukiyotu. Thank you.